there listeners and welcome back to another episode of the 963 Universal Frequency. I'm your host Esther Clare and in this episode I will be speaking with Brett Merivale to bring about awareness to the unconventional topics also known as the conspiracy world. This is a two-part episode as there is a lot of ground covered in this discussion. So please enjoy and be open-minded to the possibilities that not everything is as it seems that history is rewritten by its victors and that there is always a hidden agenda. Like Albert Einstein once said, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not too sure about the universe. But one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein is, quote, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existence. One cannot help but be in awe when he contemplates the mysteries of eternity, of life, of the marvellous structures of reality. It is enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little of this mystery each day. Joining me today to discuss the war on humanity is a freedom fighter, a profound thinker, and a fascinating being. He's off the wall, Mr. Brett Merivale. Welcome, Brett. G'day. How you going? (laughs) Did you like the intro? Yeah, I was wondering what you were going to say. All right. So I have been eager to do an episode with you about this topic. So I think you're the ideal person with broad knowledge and understanding of the conspiracy world. So I'm extremely grateful that you've made the time out to to do this. So thank you. Uh, Cool. All good. We'll try and keep this as fundamental as we possibly can, but it's such an expansive ideology that we probably will go off on a bit of a, you know, (laughs) Uh, but that's fine. So so the reason why I wanted to do this is that I do feel that there is so many unconventional things happening in the world at a rapid movement as well, or a rapid paradigm shift with the earth and science. You know, you've got Elon Musk keeping ahead with his competitors. So there's so much happening in the space of AI. And then you've also got the cult agenda. I mean, sorry, not the cult agenda, the Davos agenda <laughs> with yep. their plans of what they're rolling out with the whole own nothing can be happy concept. You know, that's sounding in itself like a narcissistic type plan. But the topic that is notorious is the COVID-19 and all of its components, yep. which is which I think is actually having an opposite effect in the people in, in the way that their belief system and the intentions of COVID-19 and everything that goes with it is actually maybe not so good for us. No. You know, people are questioning, which is a good thing. And it's part of our wiring as a human species to question. So, you know, it's becoming prevalent. People are catching on. And, you know, I, I just thought maybe we should start off with your journey to awakening or seeing through the illusion yeah cool so my sort of start went like a lot of other people that I sort of found out about along the way was 9-11 mm. so I was sitting there obviously when it happened like everybody else just watched the, the shock of it yeah and then I started to kind of think about the <clears throat> the story that they were telling uh like the hijackers and just didn't really make sense to me Mm. that they could off and not sort of be known by certain intelligence agencies or whoever they were at the time obviously I had no idea I was about I think I was 23 I'm 43 now so yeah that sort of woke me up and then just the sort of hidden story 
that they were hiding. So uh, I sort of went down the path of like sort of the religions, the banking elite, uh, the shadow government uh, that was connected sort of through history. Yeah. Um, obviously, 9-11 itself is a whole, whole topic, but my awakening was just that was a start point. And I thought, how does that all work? Like, how do they keep power? How do they pull off events like that? So for me, 9-11 total hoax after about 12 months, just to the people listening, like I didn't believe it at all. And for 20 years, I've sort of tried to talk about it unsuccessfully. And yeah. then that sort of spread out the awakening of the conspiracies, which to me are all conspiracy fact. Yeah. Uh, once you put in heaps of time and research or waste your time, depending on how you look at it. So, mm. yeah, basically <laughs> I wondered how they could pull off something like that right in front of our face. Mm. And basically how they how they were connected through a longer time than we could fathom, so through history. And started to ask myself things like, do they really not know about things like the, the pyramid origins or the moon landing hoax, JFK assassinations? Do they really not know or are they are they hiding it? So that's the part that I went down to try and discover who these sort of groups were that unfortunately do have an influence on our day-to-day world. So, yeah, that was pretty much my beginning point was 9-11. I think it was pretty much the same for me as well. So I tuned into it when I was at a friend's place. So I don't know how far in we were to it, but I just couldn't believe it when I saw it on TV. I just thought, what? And yeah. I didn't think it was a hoax. Uh, I I did I do still to this day. I don't know. I, I was going to ask you what you meant by hoax as well, but surely they have like some sort of radar or some sort of you know the air traffic control system. And I thought that you know yeah, America would be true. really advanced in in tracking yeah. these types of situations, no matter how. So I was going to say just on that that a lot of these <clears throat> when you say hoax, I said hoax, but are they false flags? So. They obviously have a different narrative. The, the event happens. It's not yeah. fake, but okay. they obviously have. And they spin it. So what a lot of people don't realise, 9-11, the London bombings, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They conduct exercises on those days. So the people involved, like talking about air traffic controllers or legitimate, genuine people at work, they yeah. get given a whole other set of conditions for that day that they pull off the false flag. And so I just, I watched a whole two-hour thing on the how they track the planes and when they turn their transponders off and if there was even planes. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt, but, yeah, they, yeah, just, no. they just mix it all up on the day. So there's normal people involved. Obviously, there's elite people at the top who are pulling the strings and in our upside-down world, no one actually thinks that's a real thing, that there's such evil and intelligence at the very top of our our foundation institutions obviously it's all in america fbi cia but they're all as we talk along we'll sort of probably cover just how just how corrupt it is uh throughout before we were all born basically all these things were put in place yeah yeah i i mean i i didn't i didn't research it to that level i just kind of at the time because i i don't know when i kind of started thinking twice about things and but yeah it was definitely that same situation and then I think it was like maybe 2010 when I was questioning a lot of things my sister one of my sisters decided that she was going to be Muslim and so that sort of sparked a conversation on religion when I was having with my brother 
And we just started talking about things. And then he said, you know what, you should watch a documentary called Zeitgeist. I think I mentioned this to you before. That's when I started to go, that makes sense. You know, all these religions. saw that in 2011. Yeah. 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 And then that's when I kind of started going, hmm. But I think we, we, we're both at different levels. You're more advanced, I think. I think you're, you're more of a, a you've got more well, broader knowledge, whereas I'm kind of picking up things as I go. Well, it was all there was, really. Like, I didn't connect. So I took long. <laughs> Just thinking then, like, I didn't really look into it till 2011, properly, after watching things like Zeitgeist. Yeah, uh, okay. For the 10 years before that, and I think I was just kind of looking at it half-assed, really just kind of going wow this is something else but couldn't really fathom then you've got to build up a bit of knowledge base before you can really see through the like at the start for example I didn't have any idea about the media and none of it I was watching it like a pure like a pure um sort of takeover from someone and nothing to do with the like the apparatus that we're seeing now that's pumping out fake COVID disinformation is actually killing people, like withholding medical information that's been legitimate. It's been given Nobel Prize awards and they're, mm. they're basically hidden it from the public so that they can increase the, the panic and the fear and the control. Yeah. Yep. Prior to the 9-11 incident, did you find before that you were inquisitive about things or did you find you, yourself maybe um, <laughs> I'm not thinking like everybody have- else? <laughs> no, I don't think I was confident enough to uh, sort of, because it makes you kind of stand out when you start talking about it. So before that, no, it was definitely just a fit in. And I guess everyone's got their, you know, their life ponders as they grow up. Like, what yeah. are you doing here? And all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think I had all that. But I think everyone has that to some level. No, to some degree, no yeah. But, um, yeah, you definitely wonder about your place here. Like, you know, you're not, you know I mean, you know, not an animal sort of most of the yeah. time <laughs> I just but, um, yeah I not wouldn't say I was inquisitive I did read a lot though so for a normal footy playing beer drinking sort of kid yeah man, what a, I did probably read more than the average dude because I, w- I was kind of reading a little bit about I think her name's, <clears throat> her name's Karen Douglas and she's a, right. a psychologist in Australia and it was just her her belief of what a conspiracy theorist is or how they become conspiracy mm. theorists yeah. For me personally, I think everybody have questioned something and or they've said something that implies it, but they might not be aware yeah. that it is part of a conspiracy theory. But it came out with saying that a lot of people that do fall for the, um, conspiracy theories, they they tend to be of lower education. Yeah. They usually have low self-esteem or they, they need to stand out. They want to feel unique or they have this narcissistic trait where they want to be perceived as somebody that has all the knowledge and everybody else is just a sheep which you know yeah her name Karen yeah she's definitely a Karen but (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of saw it as no I don't really see that at all in people that question the things that are happening and 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 the the spreading of fear I think is another thing that she had mentioned that they enjoy doing that whereas the yeah. more I learn about what's happening in the world, the less fearful I become. So I feel yeah. not like I'm in power and I know everything, more of a now that makes sense. Now I know why they're doing it. As Whereas, whereas yeah. before, being a sheep, you're, you're, you know, it's like that um, mass psychosis Control. type feeling that you have. Yeah. So I was just sort yeah. of trying to get at, you know, what kind of you know, upbringing you might have had or, you know, you don't have to go into those types of details, but I just kind of 
you know, prior prior to to having a bit more of an understanding of what's happening, I've not I'm not saying that I was a scared person before. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of that now with uh, so for me, I've been waiting a couple of years for for the Great Awakening to be more seen by people. Mm. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, the calmness that comes with I guess for me, I'm uh, if people have heard of the Q movement or the the QAnon posts or the the person who just goes by the name of Q. I've pretty much followed that from the start and delved right into most of it. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much gives me a calmness of what's to come. I'm sort of watching people as I've kind of tried to red pill them over about four years that I see every day pretty much at work and off and on, watching them sort of change and deny it. The subconscious sort of drives the shift for me. Yeah. And then eventually that will spill over into the writers is what you're talking about so yeah i'm kind of waiting for people to go through a i guess the first realization point that we are you know like a controlled matrix and it's not for our benefit and whether it's covid 9 11 you know the, the false flag massacres they pull off uh it's all basically designed to funnel us into a uh, a fear a level of fear where we we can't think for ourselves and that's why they call them the sheeple because we just follow the crowd and we can't or we don't really have the confidence to to separate and think for ourselves and whether it comes with age or something sparks you off like a 9-11 or even just an event in life where you just can't work out why people are the way they are it's because they've been conditioned over a long time it's really advanced and because people don't think it exists how can they actually fight against it mm-hmm. like from a conscious perspective so they say in some of the conspiracy stuff I watch, like what's the greatest, what's the worst thing than sort of robbing a species of its consciousness or not knowing it's in a prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing worse than that. It's a sick joke. So I think we're coming out of that through the truth movement. The people are seeing the censorship. Obviously the crowds for me are one thing I was waiting to see as an indication for the beginning. I didn't think it would come through COVID or vaccine mandates. I thought people would have seen that before it came through. Yeah. So I was waiting. I was waiting for the biological pandemic to begin of some description because they wrote they write it down. People yep. haven't heard of these agendas like Gender Twenty One and all these things. They're written down on websites that people pay taxes for, like United Nations and things like that. Council of Foreign Relations. They basically write down their story. So there was a biological pandemic of some description coming. Uh, they all talk about it. If you go through Fauci and Gates and all these Illuminati puppets, they're called. Yeah. They'll they basically paint the picture before it begins. They put in coronavirus imagery in the Super Bowl three years before you see that symbol on the TV of the coronavirus. So for me, that's how fake it is. People obviously don't see that because they probably didn't start with 9-11 and can see how much the media basically owns your mind. So unless you engage manual and put your own programming in, they're programming it. And that's yeah. real. People don't like to hear that. No. There's a famous don't. saying that they are... Uh, if you've been lied to and brainwashed, how do you know you've been lied to and brainwashed? So you just got to wake up uh, in your own way. It's not very nice. Like it's not. It's the great awakening, but it's not all great. People have to really look at themselves and change. Mm. And then we basically create our own system. And I believe the Q movement and the Trump movement will basically do the the big the big work, as in the elite. We're talking Vatican's and. Like a recent article in this week was how the CIA and the elite intelligence agencies have been covering up 
child sex abuse. So there's been talk for years and years about these elite pedophile rings running every single part of society and slowly it's going to drip out. Mm. It relates to the highest levels of people from Hollywood, banking systems, music. They're just all puppets for these, basically, the people above, whoever the, however far that goes up, no one really knows. Uh-uh, but the stuff they do organise and pull off is definitely not a human thing. Uh, in a good way so yeah where did I <laughs> back to the yeah question. no no that's right <laughs> now I was just gonna uh, say as well like I, I did dabble QAnon like you you obviously introduced me to that and yeah. uh and I did say to you oh, it's just too much for me some things that I come across even in the group feeds that I get I just go I don't understand so <laughs> I and you know my thoughts on Trump in terms of I do you know I don't really like anyone in government I always feel like there is some sort of agenda you know um but i must admit there has been a lot of changes since he was in presidency so and now that yeah someone like biden's in you can know you just see the difference so um you can definitely see it but i still yeah i'm i'm skeptical when it comes to people in power in general so yeah um, no it would be the same but so for me i never knew anything about trump or american politics at all mm. i thought when he ran for president it was like arnold schwarzenegger running for <laughs> Same. I, just thought, I just thought it was someone who the people know that don't actually do anything but mm. everyone knows that the behind the scenes people you know sort of run the show even the non-conspiracy person would say that they know them they know the news is fake they know politicians lie they just don't realize the level to it so i thought trump i knew nothing about him really except as a kid he was just the richest person I knew of besides anyone who was like a, a sheik of the country or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew nothing about him except he had, you know. You're fired. <laughs> and, yeah, didn't even watch any of that. Like, I just, like, Brooke, my missus, was sort of, she'd watch that. And she was the first person I sort of asked about when, I guess, for me, the awakening's a lot bigger than most. So I was kind of... I was waiting for the good guys to show up. It gets to that level where you think, right, who's who's actually doing this and how does it work? Yeah. And then Trump ran and I was like, I was watching something. Um, Jordan Sather, for anyone who's never heard of that, Destroying the Illusion is probably one of the original, for me anyway, like a source of information that never really been wrong for four or five years. Mm-hmm. So he, he was sort of telling me about something about Trump. So I asked Brooke, that's my missus, what do you think of this Trump? Like, what is he, you know, how's he come across? Like, I'm going to have a look at, see how he talks. And I know nothing about him, really. So, yeah, for people who know me and know that I love Trump, it's only been since he ran for presidency. I got curious. Brooke basically said in the show, he's really good at finding out false people. Really good. Mm. So he sits there and and he seems to only really let the highest standards of could get to the top like a natural human thing so that got me interested in Trump and then basically he in his first year of his presidency so he started 2016 in January or sorry 2017 sorry he won in 2016 actually starts in 2017 and then the end of that year or the October of that year was when these Q posts started so three weeks before the first Q post there's footage you can find on the internet where trump talks to a room of 
reporters and there's he references the military people in the room like the greatest some of the finest people uh, if you didn't know by the way trump's in a, a percentage of people with the iq like there's only two percent of the people on the planet with trump's iq mm -hmm. so when he talks about people they're usually good but he is very tricky he's very much playing 5d chess and a lot of these what they call bad actors are they seem good. Anyway, he made this comment about, he said, this is the cut before the storm, which is a famous Q post, which then started three weeks later, referencing the takedown of people like Hillary Clinton and, and basically this Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell mm. story that's now in the courts. They, they spoke of that on the Q posts about 18 months before that hit the news. Yeah. So that sort of stuff like that sort of got your attention. If people are interested, there's hundreds of Q proofs. You do have to put in a bit of effort, like yeah. to match up times and dates. And it's really there's a lot of tricks. Uh, mm. but there's a lot of what they call injected anons. Yeah. So basically, there's only Q. There's no Q anon. Even myself, I was walking around saying Q anon, but it's it's just words on a page that end with the letter Q. For me, they they reference the highest levels of uh, a team of people involved in intelligence throughout history that are on the good side of humanity. So for me, that's Trump. He's not a politician uh, in the sense of what we know as the politicians that we see. And I believe there's basically a, a covert plan to show the world this evil. Uh, it's beyond any one person's grasp of its size and scope. Even the biggest conspiracy theorists yep. can't really, can't cover it in a... <laughs> yeah. You can watch 100 hours of everything and you'll not even scratch the surface. Mm. Once you open your eyes, you would all believe it or begin to realise that you are in a... You're in a place where they're removing freedoms. I guess most people can agree on that. So 9-11, if it's fake, as I say, the Terry campaign that they put on society after that has got us to the point where people accept a four-foot swab up their nose without even thinking about it. So for me, people are lining up for their demise and they don't even know it, whereas there's sick jokes about how at least the Nazis were more violent about it and people had a chance to fight it. Now with the, the power of the media propaganda and this conditioning that everyone's just on their screens, they basically can't see it. Uh, yeah. So that's what I think is about to be revealed. I didn't think it would come through COVID, but COVID's huge and everyone can see what it's done to the world. It's locked down normal, good people's businesses, schools. You've got kids in cages with masks on. Yeah. If you do any research on masks, it's a sick joke throughout history. Yeah, and crazy. basically, hopefully, it all will be revealed, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. So your your theory behind COVID, the vaccines mandates, and the passports, everything you're saying that it's it's all part of what's about yeah. to be exposed. Yeah, it's the end of their agenda. So they lost four years of time due to Trump. So people can't believe that these things are planned out before you were born. Yeah. So the COVID campaign, obviously, we've been conditioned down to a point where we've given up a lot of our freedoms, and there's famous historical quotes that say. Societies that give up their freedoms for security deserve neither. 
And yeah. so that's the brand thing. We've not our fault. We've got to be reawoken to our power and, and stand together. Uh, they they do a really good job on the divide. So COVID, as they're doing now, they're dividing society with unvaccinated and vaccinated, just like the Nazis did. People mm-hmm. aren't aware of it. It's pretty soon if you see people wearing yellow stickers, you'll know they're close because that's what they did to the Jews or the people that they first started to segregate. Yeah. So, yeah, COVID's just the end of their plan. It's uh, it's on the back of a biosecurity uh, for your safety and health campaign, which most people would believe when a doctor tells them that or a scientist or someone with authority. Uh, unfortunately, people are now finding out the hard way that the vaccine has got an evil component to it and it is really affecting people from a long-term health perspective. So this myocarditis and this uh, ITP disease, which clots the blood, is all from the vaccine. They've given it different names. So the Delta and now the Omicron are just cover-ups for the vaccine damage. So COVID's not real. It's just like a flu. The year that they, they boomed it, where we all got locked down, they swapped out the flu stats. If anyone wants to Google it, you'll see the flu stats from, I think, last year are pretty much non-existent compared to the years either side of it. And they, they cranked up the COVID. Uh, if you look at things going off track, but if you look at things like there's a bloke called Comey, who was a governor in New York, he basically made sure he put the old people back into the nursing homes with the potential or the fake COVID. But there's also another part to the conspiracy where they were actually keeping people's families from these people in the hospital because of COVID and quarantine and they were actually knocking them off with other drugs and whatnot, which you can find on the internet. I'm not saying that's fully 100%, but to say it didn't happen somewhere would be, would be for me just ignorant or naive. So the COVID is the basically the beginning of the depopulation agenda and people I think will soon see that the politicians that have been pushing it are behind or they're puppets of these elites. For example, that Barry Jacqueline from New South Wales, Clive Palmer called her out, said she was getting paid off by the vaccine companies. If you delve into any of these people, you'll see like the other the other health person from New South Wales, the lady that looks like a man, you'll see her husband's involved in an actual vaccine <laughs> company. It's actually a sick joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. People do the research. <clears throat> so what are you laughing at? That you caught, you said that she looked like a man. Oh, if you, it's another conspiracy too for people like. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'll just slip this one in. You can edit it out. But Michelle Obama's a man, and you can find it quite easily. Oh, Michelle Obama. That's, that's the level. I'm not sure if we've talked about that before. I kind of, I've been joking about it for a couple of years now because people just they just don't believe it, but they're going to find out. That, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're all part of a a network that is sick (laughs) so psychological warfare pretty much everything that you've pretty much Mm. that you've said is is a tactic is is a way that they're yeah but why why would you think that they're doing it do you have any sort of theory behind the reasons as to why there is this intention to to use this sort of sinister plan to Uh for for humans yeah. to lack morale and and to yeah. fall trap to giving up their freedom and losing sight yeah. of free will what what would be the the reasons behind it in your just just that exactly to to drive the collective so that 
the human collective or the collective consciousness, just the, the human standard down to its lowest point. Uh, so they can then basically take it over. So, and that's where the conspiracy goes really deep because I guess the more I read about from 9-11, you get right into the, the DNA and the, all these things that you've never heard of that just sound whack until you come across decent people that you filter out along the way. You make plenty of mistakes, you follow the wrong people. Mm. But there is a genuine human element to the truth and I think you do resonate with it more than, say, disinformation. If you're not aware of disinformation, you probably will have to just fall for it. I mean, I did. That's 20 years. It took me 10 years to actually look at 9-11 in a different way than I was because, yeah. So the psychological warfare, that's the Nazi propaganda like. So for me, they didn't lead the war. They took over in about 1955 and everything we've seen since has been their basically attack on humanity. Yeah. Make everybody feel shit, like you can't do anything good. Even when you do well, you just get taxed more or you pretty much sort of can't really win. And it seems like everyone else sort of is winning somewhere. And we've just been conditioned into this sort of retail bubble or whatever the word is for just money and looking good and superficial like you know people are 400 kilos overweight they've got a 600 dollar haircut stuff mm. like that yeah. we've just missed the boat. we've just missed the boat like so we've been driven down from a conspiracy propaganda perspective whatever you want to call it to where people actually believe what they're told like they just they just don't have their own they don't believe these things sort of happened i know with the war specifically like so World War II and all that, people just think it happened long ago and we've corrected everything since then. And We haven't. <laughs> if you look at this LGBT agenda, like nothing against people's choices in life, whichever the way they want to go, but there's a sick agenda attached to this. They've got transvestites in schools talking about dildos, talking about blokes on kids. Like it's, it's beyond a sick joke. Like you, you, you get a parent that goes into a school board in America with the actual literature from the school and they kick her out because it's too offensive to hear. And it's like, that's what the kids are reading. Uh, I've, got, I've got kids. It's pretty hard to censor out the internet. Yeah. And basically they grow up too quick. Um, and where the fear campaign, you don't let them play on side track and they, you don't let them play out in the street or like everyone's sort of used to or can remember a little bit because that's the freedoms they've taken. So, yeah. and now kids, parents, people, like I'm 43, so I sort of look at people that are in their 20s and 30s as kids because I, I still feel like one and we've just been lied to and we're so searching for this happiness that they've removed. Mm. And basically, I think just now people are kind of realising, say for people that have got a holiday booked in February, they're probably just realising now that it's not going to happen. Yeah. And for me, so there's a famous Q post that basically says you have to walk through the dark before you can see the light. And I think we've been put to sleep that long ago that we have to be shown. And I know for my family personally, like, well, my, my partner's family, uh, they've suffered a vaccine incident. It's mind-bending for me because... A reverse effect? Yeah, well, Brooks 
is the big one besides me is one of the biggest conspiracy nut jobs i know <laughs> and so we're all over the vaccine we we tell people look i know you think we're crazy just look them in the eye right now and just promise me you won't get this vaccine it's it's bigger than you can think and unfortunately it's happened people got brooks brother got pressured into for his job and he's now got itp disease like it's a blood clogging which you see all over the internet yeah. now with soccer players collapsing for people that are listening just in the last six months there's been 108 registered fifa soccer players actually collapse as in healthy young people that are fitter than you'll ever be mm-hmm. have dropped dead because of myocarditis and this other peri something itis disease which i won't try and remember but yeah. it's actually getting real i was sort of fingers crossed hoping that what i was looking at wasn't going to happen that people would just get it before but unfortunately we're in it now people are actually being forced to take the vaccine through their jobs and yeah i think i think we're close to just the collective starting to ask the question because there, there is a lot of people out there that would hear you speak and just go no like there's yeah. no way and and it does have yeah. a lot to do with the mainstream media hiding that information there's so um, well, yeah you've almost got to be impressed by it once you're a bit aware to it it's that good yeah and I also find as well you sort of have to have you have to take the time out to research things a lot of people yeah. don't yeah. want to do that they're quite lazy or they're not um no, I would say lazy scroll. yeah they yeah. like scroll. yeah they're <laughs> interested in other things that aren't relevant to who they are or knowing where they come from and and yeah I I feel like people just don't really want to they don't give that the time of day which I think is more important than you know who looks good on Instagram sort of thing but I do do think that conspiracy theories and especially one like the vaccine it just leads to so many different areas and especially when it comes down to religions and spirituality like it's just so deep that yeah it's not just one thing. It's not just the COVID vaccines. It's linked to other nah. things. It's all connected. Once you explore I enjoy, it. Yeah, it's, well, I'll enjoy when people dismiss it with one sort of sentence. Mm. I was going to ask, like, how, how, how do you find people's response? Because you, you're a type, the type of person that likes to make people aware and spread awareness. Yeah, what, that's what only recent. Of- yeah. So, yeah. So recently, obviously, I've, got worse better just with trump and q so i was like i said before i was waiting for the good guys i've done heaps of research wasted heaps of time gone right down the rabbit hole of pretty much all the things you can think of that you wouldn't think of you know from child trafficking secret space programs uh chemtrails like people they kind of hear about them and dismiss them there's a lot of good people out there trying to uncover what it is because it's all on the other side these people created these institutions like longer longer ago than people can fathom so i try and tell people like try not to work out that they infiltrated it when they built the whole thing mm-hmm. and sidetracking but if you get into the sort of the illuminati bloodlines which is comes later like i didn't wasn't talking about that with when i was first talking about 9 11 people just thought yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I just mentioned that, like, so my first response was obviously I was following 9 11. And then I'd say to people, have you sort of seen like this, not just this crap on these terrorists or Al Qaeda? No one had ever heard of it before. Just so you know, people put out information on 
uh, what's his name, Bin Laden and Al Qaeda before it actually happened. I'm not sure if it's William Cooper or not, but there's people that have been killed since that actually knew that they were setting up this fake Al Qaeda thing. Yeah. So anyway, my thing, I'd mention at a barbecue or something to just a normal mate, and uh, they just didn't go there. They kind of seem interested for a bit, and then as soon as they kind of look at you like, do you think that that's not true? Or that that's it, they sort of switch off. So they think uh, when they sort of hear someone's a conspiracy theorist and they say something's fake, the, the average person I come across, they think that you're saying that you think 9-11 didn't actually happen or that the people didn't die in the buildings. And this is where it gets sort of advanced. It's, they definitely did that, but they just paint a false narrative around it. So for me, the whole Al-Qaeda network, these were all created by the intelligence agencies. If, if you look into, this probably sounds crazy to most people, but if you look into Obama and the Muslim Brotherhood and basically how Obama got into the White House, you'll see what we're talking about in conspiracy land. Yep. Like the information's all there. Like, So when Trump took over, he took down an element of the Saudi Arabian royal family which is a huge part of the, the way the world works with the petrodollar and American US dollars, but it's a huge child trafficking center. And these people, you can find this out if people want to Google it. The, I think it's the military or the US military basically strung these guys up like, you know, like terrorists. So we're talking the Saudi Arabian royal family with a, it's like 100 princes who've all got whatever power. Yeah. <clears throat> there's not that many probably, but there's quite a few of them. Hard, you know, unpronounceable names. And they got interrogated. And they in the Q post they they talk about three triangles of power. So the House of Sword is one, that's the Saudi Arabian part. Yeah. And there's the Rothschilds part, which most people have kind of heard of, but if you haven't and you think this all sounds crazy, just Google the Rothschild dynasty or uh, and George Soros is the other part. So this is all... George Soros? George Soros, yeah. So he's the... They, they all come across like they're philanthropists, but they're all part of the sick agenda. So mm. they run money. So George Soros is the one who pumps money through all these Black Lives Matter campaigns. Yeah. And, and so they pull off like a, you know, white cop shoots black guy, creates the whole narrative... You'll see the same thing happen in reverse on the same week and there's no new stories about it. It just doesn't, it doesn't fit their narrative to get yeah. people into their high energy. That's, that's bullshit. You can't do that. And they're just creating divides. So they're really good at it. They've been doing it for longer than people can fathom or believe or they would just think it's ridiculous. But the further you go back in history, the higher the knowledge goes. Yeah. So you've got to ask yourself how that, how that can be. And how we can be here now if we're not controlled by some element and if not everyone's walking around free happy and doing what they want then who is actually pulling it off you've got to ask yourself that it's not all just bad luck that humanity's in its state where it is now yeah uh, i sort of lost my way there yeah no i was like no i'm, I'm actually writing things down because i will look into some of these things but i was just kind of thinking as well when you were mentioning like the the families being, I guess, mm. were you leading to that they were being executed or killed off or? 
Oh, they just got interrogated, I think. So basically, and then the same week, you can Google like a, a helicopter was shot down with eight of them in it, which on the conspiracy stuff I look at was a couple of them trying to escape and got basically shot down by good guys, which is sort of hard for people to fathom. Yeah, okay. Um, things, oh, it's such a, I'm sort of sidetracking now, I'm sort of thinking a lot. No, it got me thinking too. I, I don't know why, but I've now all of a sudden started thinking about the Nepalese royal massacre that happened. Well, yeah, so yeah. for me, everything, <laughs> everything's been fake, like controlled. So yeah. once again, not fake, people got massacred, but there's something else behind it that mm. always seems there's this high level of influence at the highest of our levels. So our highest DIPs seem to, I mean, I'll say it right now, like the Q posts woke me and millions up to the fact that many in the so they're mainly talking about US governments, but the governments worldwide, mm. they worship they worship us they worship Satan. Yeah. And for me being an Aussie kid, like I said before, you know, footy I could tell you about footy for 20 years and which beer I drank, but none of this stuff. And so the higher end, so I've sort of try and tell people when the conversation goes that way. So Trump, no matter what you think, about how he comes across he's he's part of a good agenda mm-hmm. uh, at, the end of, at the end of all this all us conspiracy theories could be wrong with q and it could just be the big final part to our whatever's going to happen but most of the people that i think are good-hearted can see the q and what it is and it, it is a disinformation campaign like it's high level like for me the truth wrapped up in a thousand layers of bullshit but yeah. it is there. You've just got to you've just got to do a thousand push-ups to get close to being able to play. Doesn't mean you have to be high IQ. I found like you were sort of talking about it before, like the type of conspiracy theorists or the the type of people that get sucked into it. Um, for me, I'm the opposite of all that. Like oh, I would never want to buy a raffle ticket in case you rip me off. I would never kind of want to be in a practical joke because I'd sort of stuff it up. So I'm not a person who would sort of be confident and and sort of shout out this crazy shit and for me I could never shake it I once I woke up to 9-11 and the elements behind that you just go deeper down the rabbit hole yeah and for me you just you you basically grow this sense of care towards humanity that you've got to try and tell them when you can I know you've sort of seen me do that off and on uh good or bad depending on the, <laughs> the day of the yeah. week how good it comes out or how people respond or how you even sound yeah um but it is it is a it's a burden for me like but it's a good one. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, but I do talk about it with Brooke a lot and we're basically just trying to get the message out as best we can, when we can, when people aren't sick of it or hate us for it, which is pretty much like a lot of people. You don't, I didn't realise myself. I thought I was just kind of, I was enjoying it, so I thought people wanted to hear it, but you eventually do dig yourself into a corner a bit. Mm. And I find a couple of years when I do go to Red Pill people that are kind of more interested than most i kind of give them the <laughs> sort of duty of care statement like if you've got a loved one <clears throat> that's not a way don't push it because yeah. it doesn't take too long for them to look at you differently and they'll ask you can you please stop this and i had that moment with brooke a couple of years ago so one of my <clears throat> massive awakenings sorry <clears throat> was the port arthur massacre in tasmania yeah so i was conspiracy everything and even that one for me was like, come on, man, like, not everything is a conspiracy. Like, and I never looked at it. I just thought I was an idiot. I thought that it was stupid. 
could you then, could you elaborate as to what actually happened in the massacre? I know I know a bit about uh, it, but if for so people that are listening, people, in. biggest biggest massacre in history at the time was in '96, April '96. Uh, um, person Martin Bryant basically went on a rampage with uh, automatic weapons and killed 35 people in the the Port Arthur historical village, which is basically an old historical site. Um, that you can basically go on, go on tour, and, and so that kicked so they're, off. They're profiting uh, that, from it. <laughs> yeah, well, that kicked off. So John, for people who don't know this, Johnny Howard, our old prime minister, he started his gig about maybe six weeks before Port Arthur. He was in New York the day before 9/11. Um, he's right up there with all these people I'm talking about. He's not a good guy. So he came out with his bulletproof vest on and basically took the guns away from Australia. Now, fast forward to today, there's now people getting put into quarantine camps that basically don't want to be there and don't have COVID because it's fake. And so when people say, oh, it's all a conspiracy, historical fact, I'm not guns, I don't really like guns, but I've changed my opinion because I basically became more educated. And people don't like this, I've found, but uh, historical fact, every single populace or society that de-arms gets massacred. That has happened a thousand percent of every time. And so for me, the agenda regarding Port Arthur, which people can't normally fathom and I don't normally talk about it, is that it actually relates to the Second Amendment of the Constitution of America. America is like the centre stage for, for our freedoms, whether you like it or not, when they fall, which they won't in my opinion, because mm. uh, they'll be awakening just like we are and they are a huge beast of real historical patriots, like a, a mature country, not so much like us, not saying good or bad, but there is real history there and they broke away from this tyranny, like I think in 1776 or whatever you want to call it. So crapping on, but the Port Arthur massacre was pulled off by the Zionist cabal, these elite intelligence institutions generally above the local community that you know. So when you say, oh, Tasmanian police wouldn't be involved in that, it's that advanced. They probably weren't. But there are some stories where, for example, in the Port Arthur Massacre, a police officer drove in, people saw him, they knew him, he was part of the town. And he, they say he got a call because he wasn't part of the false flag. And according to anything I can find, no one's ever seen or heard from him ever since. So for me, that could be a possible example of a, a normal, like me or you being in the wrong place of a high level, what they call Mossad operation. So if people haven't heard of that, Mossad is the term for Israeli intelligence. And it's pretty much a centerpiece for a lot of the, what we're seeing. So Israel, have they're basically a Rothschild-owned country that control a lot of the world's media intelligence, uh, it's quite high-level conspiracy stuff. It wouldn't make sense to most, and it's yeah, uh, it's beyond my general scope of day to talk about it. I've got to go and read about it and remember it. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm I'm finding a lot as well. There was a time when, because I obviously you know I was writing a a book at the time, and there was just something that I just needed. I don't know if you remember this conversation that we had, and I and you you brought up anarchy. Mm. 
which just was what I was after. So, and, and I went yeah. on a bit of a, a, a research mission, mission on, on who Anunnaki was and uh, is yeah. and, and everything like that. And, and I'm finding as well, if you, if you do look into the Anunnaki and where it originates from in Egypt and, and all of those areas like uh, Syria mm. and, and that whole area, Israel, um, yeah. you find that that is where it all started and, and it just explains a lot when you, when you understand who these, yeah. I guess, gods or you know, um, yeah. star people were that came down, and yeah. and it and it just explains a lot to where it all originates from. And yeah, so yeah well, it's, quite, it's, it's kind of making sense, like when, how you're saying. You know, well, for me, yeah, you realise. So for people listening, nine eleven basically took me to the point where I now realise we've been created, and I would have laughed at that a couple of years ago. Because I knew that the church was full of pedophiles. Obviously, if I was hearing altar boy jokes before I was 10, I grew up in New South Wales too. Just so people know, I've lived in Perth since then, since 96. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was hearing those jokes. So I figured, well, if that's the jokes I'm hearing before I turn 10, then the church and all that's not what they're saying it is, which I'll still say it's not. It's just a fake construct that humans have put over. And yeah, the big a lot of the bigger conspiracy stuff, I guess we're saying it now, is it led me to the fact that we're part of the creation story. Uh, possibly more than one, like timelines going in and out, no such thing as time. But yeah, that's for me, led me to the Anunnaki. And, and for me, that's sort of like the greatest story of what they're trying to hide or not talk about in the Bible or all that kind of stuff. So yeah, mm. Anunnaki is like one of my favourite things <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. I went to a Catholic school and so reading the Bible and, and everything like that, to me, I was never, I never really fell for it. I thought, nah, something's not right. Even with Jesus, I thought, yeah, he was probably real, but maybe he was like a spiritual healer and that's how they yeah. described him back in the time, you know, but you can kind of pick out things that kind of make sense and, and yeah. um, learning about the Anunnaki, that just made yeah. complete sense when you bring yeah. that into the bible and even the book of enoch that has been taken out of the bible yeah. and reading it and that makes a lot of sense with the, the breeding of of humans and yeah and to, to think that we evolved from apes yeah. uh, it just doesn't sound right it's just there's a big dream no. like the neolithic stage that era there's just something missing and yeah. and you do hear about archaeologists that do find these artifacts that have been buried they do tend to keep them hidden because they don't know how to explain yeah. it a lot of a lot of them are gatekeepers too so so a lot of this conspiracy is beyond most but they place people because they see us coming they know we're going to find stuff out eventually and they actually have a lot of people example would be the uh the egyptian antiquities minister i think his name's Hawass or something. If you go into that story, he's basically been kicked out for being totally, like you're saying, a, a naysayer of everything conspiracy to the point where they got him removed and then he's back. Like this is sort of how it works. Like they're all they're all connected and they don't want humanity to know its origins because going back to the conspiracy, mm. you're easier to enslave if you don't give a shit about anything you're part of. And for me. Obviously, I just thought evolution because I didn't believe the church was real. And then I actually went, do I actually believe evolution? Like, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of read like humanity's got evidence where it took 2 million years to 
changed the shape of its cutting tools. And I just sort of went, two million years. Like mm. they, say, they say to us in 2000, we went from, we came out of Africa to flying to the moon. And you just go, can that even happen? Like, can a monkey go from a, to a spacesuit without some yeah. high being tinkering with the DNA and mm. providing an experience maybe that you're not aware of until you become aware of it? Or you're not supposed to be aware of it until your, your sort of higher conscience or your higher self allows you to be because you can't fathom it till then. No. So, but yeah, you can't enough, you- you- you can you can fathom though AI how fast that's moving. That's moving fast. That's, oh well, with people, yeah, people. You know, but that's technology. So that kind of also comes into yeah. it as well. When you think, well, yeah, technology can move really quickly, but we, as a human species, don't evolve that quickly. No way. No, no way. It doesn't make no, any got, sense. We got uh, we got tripped up for sure. <laughs> so for for yeah. those people that aren't aware of the Anunnaki, are you able to? Elaborate. Uh, how do I get onto that? Yeah, so I, I guess in the conspiracy travels, I come across the religious people, which put me off because I wasn't like that at all. And but they had the knowledge of this high tech and space travel and hybrid beings, and you're like, this isn't church. Like, why is this person who had a, a Christian upbringing or whatever? It doesn't matter which one. Generally, they fall out of it because they don't believe it, like you were sort of saying before, and then they kind of come back to it in a, once they go off and live and experience life they kind of come back to it and some say so some of the best people i came across were actually original normal what i just call normal church people without knowing really what a church person was because i never went so and then along my journey i come across what i call level one church people who just rocked up on a sunday put their bow tie on and just that's it they don't actually be asking questions and they don't really know anything they're just happy to be religious mm-hmm. uh so I can't remember how I got into the actual Anunnaki, but I think it was through that level and I found Zechariah Sitchin. So I, I read quite a, well, a couple of those books. Um, his story basically deciphered a few languages. For people listening, there's only about, they say about 15% of this stuff's actually only been uncovered. Uh, all these texts and basically cuneiform um, tablets that were found buried in the desert um like there was some kind of major flood so i used to laugh at that like what you believe now is arcs real and through the anunnaki story which is highly detailed like there's things like the astrahasis text which kind of goes right into this flood story and going back to the zeitgeist stuff if people have watched that you'll find that there's this common origin story of the Original people, original people from wherever they're from, whichever continent, they've just got this common story. Yeah. Um, and it all involves a flood. And so for me now, going from Aussie kid to what? Now I'm 100% that happened. There was a, a cataclysm and it, it covered most of the earth in, in water. And so a lot of the Anunnaki story that I sort of picked up on was from Suma or Sumeria. Uh, I guess I asked myself, like, do I think evolution or what was before Egypt? This is how I guess woke up to the next level of the awakening after 9-11. I I forgot to mention that. So I somehow came across Sumer and Sumeria, which is basically the biblical Mesopotamia or the the creation center or the garden of life. So it's modern day Iraq, 
between the Tigers and Euphrates rivers. And it was the, for me, and what I've read through the Ampanaki and the Sakurai Sitchin sort of story. I'm oh, sorry to touch on him again. He's basically speaks five languages. People say he's fake. There's websites that say sitchinisrong.com. For me, if you go right out of your way to create a website where someone's wrong, I don't see why you're putting yeah, in that. Up. <laughs> You've got, yeah, so for me, I'm just a layman. I just go, I know people enough to go <laughs> how lazy they are or, and when people do stuff out of character like that, on a high level, when you see it across the whole thing from Egypt to whatever they're trying to cover up, you just go, they're obviously hiding something. So uh, so back to the Anunnaki part. So the Sumer bit was basically, if people haven't heard, it's, it's before Egypt. So it was, it's like 6,000 years ago. For me, it was the first human civilization post the biblical flood. So before that, I believe humans just, didn't do or they weren't in the capacity that they are now so when I read about so there's a there's a book called the lost book of Enki uh it sounds crazy but the title's the memoirs of an extraterrestrial god and for people listening Enki's one of the the higher Anunnaki so there's only 12 sort of in the pantheon of sort of uh elite Anunnaki and there's there's lower lower grades who serve them and work and when you say lower grades still quite high above what we would say is a conscious being so uh so that's when i sort of i guess i look at the stuff that's real this stuff was it could be all completely fake and we've all been hoaxed but this stuff was dug out of the desert even Zachariah sitchin was only recent he passed away a couple of years ago his work's only recent but there was people that dug right into it, like in the 1800s. And uh, they basically dug out all these cuneiform tablets and writings that were, that survived the cataclysm and that were pretty much indecipherable. Uh, so this is the wedge, the wedge shaped writing or the cuneiform writing. So it was etched into like a soft clay, what they call lapis lazuli, and it survived like to today. So you got to ask yourself, could you go down the shed and do that? And if it was 6,000 years ago, how did they have this knowledge to basically write this advanced story, which is, which these Anunnaki texts come from these tablets and thousands and thousands of artifacts that were brought up from these old cities that are spoken about in these books. So for people that don't know, like the first city in the Anunnaki story was named Eridu. I think it was the home in the far away or something like that. And that was Enki's house. Mm-hmm. And in, the, in some of the texts, they talk about, I built my, my house in a pure place. When I read that, I just thought, yeah, he just built it next to the river. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like obviously yeah. close to it. And, but long, fast forward, he's talking about the energy grids on the earth and the ley lines and, and all these things that are, uh, beyond the normal story of Egypt and, and why all these metal, um, megalithic structures have been placed basically on our earth. So they're the real things I sort of followed, like they're there, pyramids are there. Uh, they did knock down two buildings in 9-11. For whatever reason, you can, you can say, oh, it's this or that, but there's another story deeper down that people are uncovering and slowly, I think, um, some of this stuff sort of will come out so the Anunnaki basically 
uh, they say they're like an ancient astronauts. It gets a bit high level. Like a, I don't know if they just flew in sometimes with a spaceship, although that's the story. The face on Mars. So I've found out just in the last few years as a kid, once again, we joked about that. There's a face on Mars and it looks like Trump. Of, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually it's actually an Anunnaki. So his name is, I think, Alalu or something like that. And they reckon it's a tomb, so he died there. And they, the, I think, what's the word? The the memorial for it is he because he was a king on Earth and on Mars. Or oh, sorry, where is Nibiru? Is the place where they're from originally? If you haven't heard that, yeah. Not exactly sure what that is. Thought it was a the, planet, but I don't know. Babylonian astronomy, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it gets pretty. Uh, like you can only do so much research before you just go. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's their story. So the sky god, the sky gods from Sumer, talk about the Anunnaki. Uh, every single human species on Earth in these zeitgeist movies and things like that talk about these people that gave them the knowledge to live on earth and be humans so you sort of think righto where does where does our knowledge come from if if it's not just over a billion years of you know walking into a wall to learn not to i think obviously there's something else going on in more recent times obviously whatever that is i think sort of been taken over obviously whatever we are and whatever we are as a, a species has been taken from us whether you're black white chinese or whatever being aussie actually gravitate towards people that aren't and I've found that they've either got real good information that we never got as a, as Aussies like mm-hmm. just spiritual sort of stuff but then I also found out they've all been tricked as well that they've all they've all sort of been robbed of their sort of spirituality they're all living in the western world I'm not saying you should be living with mm-hmm. your canoe on the river but we've all been sort of robbed of how to live well yeah and we think we need holidays and ipads and i mean people take photo of their food well i know we've been joking about that for 10 years but yeah just didn't want it. Um, <laughs> i was thinking i did that not long ago but oh, yeah. <laughs> edit that out that's no good i'm <laughs> off this kind of crap. um but so yeah that's the conditioning so people go oh i'm not conditioned mm. soon if so one of my jokes is like you've you got to accept it and realise you've been tricked and laugh and just go, you never had a chance. People who fight it, I think, I do worry about. Like Q, the Q posts say there's 5% that won't wake up once the truth's revealed, which is horrible truths, like we're talking child trafficking truths run, run from elite societies. But yeah, I'm hoping he's talking about the 5% of them that are kind of going to hell sort of thing. Because <laughs> I think for us, when we see the, the evil that they can do to a human child, would would make most people unite yeah so that's for me the point i try to get to without scaring the shit out of people but that's what trump's about that's what the q posts are about it's what this epstein case is about and they're trying really hard now to censor it out so Mm. people notice they brought out the omicron virus about two days before the Dwayne maxwell trial that's how hard they're going to fight to try and stop these people from going down. We're talking the people that run everything. So the Twitter CEO stepped down just the other day. He's all through the Q post. His name's Jack Dorsey. And we're talking he provides live channels for sick people to watch certain things on. And so for me, that's the things that the Q posts have alluded to with uh, plausible, deniable proof. 
So in a court of law, it wouldn't hold up. But with what I've seen and the high awakening, these are the kind of sick people that will be sort of exposed. So that's the level of it uh, at the highest level. And people will dismiss that. I expect that because it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not your everyday thing. And people do ask me, how do I talk about it the way I do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just go like I have to because you can't ignore it anymore. We've been ignoring it for about 6,000 years and we've all been a kid. We all know we all know the fear in life at certain times if we don't have protection from a parent or a big brother. And unfortunately, some of these kids involved in these human trafficking lines or, or whatever you want to call them, they're, they're industrial. So they're not just a couple of people here or there like a crackhead on the corner sort of thing who does it it's systemic and it's beyond most people's level of ability to perceive or even think about and generally they have to deny it but slowly we're going to be brought towards the light uh, they call that it's a huge q post is from dark to light i think it's to do with the zodiac calendar maybe and how we're basically about to change into just a, diff a different time um however that works i'm not sure <laughs> yeah going back to the story of the anunnaki in relation to what you're actually talking about now so yeah. from my understanding of, of what i've i've read is that the anunnaki mixed homo sapiens to mm -hmm. create the human the perfect uh, i guess slave <laughs> Um, yep. or the perfect human being that would obey and be easy to control because they were having lots of problems with the previous yeah they, um, their they called him um they called him a lulu a primitive worker right so with the anunnaki there's this understand well i have this understanding that one was good and one was bad to keep it fundamental so you had inky and inlu so one and, wanted and one wanted to keep the human race going and the other wanted us wiped out. That was that's my understanding, yeah. Um, so it's like now, like they say Enki's like the, the sort of teacher, nice guy. He's the artful fashioner. Mm -hmm. And Enlil's like the Nazi who, so it's sort of like I was kind of trying to explain it, like it's Captain Cook is Enlil, he's in charge. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's, he's been given command of the earth realm if you want to call it people can crap on about what earth is but we are here so yeah <laughs> whatever it is so he was i think he's called lord of the command and enki's known as lord of the earth so so enli was in charge and he sort of is like a military like he's and people that didn't know the anunnaki story they came looking for gold crazy as it is uh in the way so their story was they're looking to mine gold on a like a nanotech perspective not for jewelry or or for space products or if people don't know like gold is really good mm. for electricity like it's like an energy uh, source for them i guess yeah it's just it's just magic so um they wanted their story is they the nibiru story had a hole in its atmosphere and they they fixed it with nano gold that they sprayed like a dust form into their atmosphere mm -hmm. so that's the that's the reason why they kind of earth started basically and the reason we in their story the reason we got brought in was to take over the work so they were mining they started mining well in the water in the ocean but they couldn't get enough and then they went to south africa and if you google 
ancient gold mines in South Africa, you'll be shocked at what you find. Um, even the people that live there just didn't know that this all this was there. And side point, Zachariah Stitchin had never actually been there. He just kind of predicted it from the texts and then people 30 years later actually went out. And now there's heaps of good books. Michael Tellinger is a good one. I'm not sure if he's Michael good Tellinger, or fake. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about him. Like, I like what he says, and some of his stuff's good. Like, with people, I guess now I just don't write anyone off, and I don't buy anyone fully. Like, it's just mm. information you've got to use yourself, and just take pieces out of it. Um, what do you think of Paul Wallace? Yeah. See, he's the, he's the author of Escaping Eden. He talks a lot about ancestral narratives of the human origins, shamanic traditions. He lives in Australia, um, so he's he does like the fifth kind. And he does a lot of the biblical stuff and yeah. he dissects that. And, and, and I think he has that same belief system of the Anunnaki and that. So he's, yeah. he's been down that road and I think he's based here in, now in Australia, but he's come out with a lot of stuff around that, yeah. the, the Anunnaki. Sort of a round-faced sort of 50-year-old guy. Yeah, with the glasses. Yeah. Olive, olive skin. Yeah. I don't mind him. I think he's, he's all right. He's definitely... Mm one of the people that I'd listened to along with, you know, Matthew Lacory, obviously you introduced me to him and him. He, he yeah, he's, uh, he's so easy to yeah, understand. If and want, Yeah. If people want to get into the anarchy story, he's certainly a good one to listen to. Mm. Uh, and uh, Graham Hancock as better. well. I still worry on YouTube. Yeah. I still worry because YouTube's pretty much mainstream evil. Like most of the people that I woke up on, we're on YouTube and Twitter and then the Great Purge, they call it. So when they kicked off the sitting US president, known as the Trump we hate, people accepted that that was okay to kick off all the other truthers. So yeah. they don't realise that. I talk to people about censorship and they're shocked. They're like, they can't do that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like they can't, um, you know. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not meant to do a lot, but they do. And, and back to the worship thing too, like they say, when I was sort of waking up, it's like, I'm just sidetracking here, but they say it doesn't matter what you believe. It matters what the people who actually have the bigger jobs in the world believe, and they actually believe this shit. A small percentage of them have actually, whatever whatever it is, actually are involved in proper biblical evil. Yeah, um, yeah. And they use kids to do it. So. In part two of the War on Humanity, the discussion will divulge further into the origins of the Anunnaki, hidden symbols, MK Ultra, the Satanic cults, and more on sources of information that exposes truth. So please stay tuned. <laughs>